going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Vicky Wines, that would be me. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. What up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Jacqueline Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with the mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's Sad Entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You're dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you around. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt because gospel is what it's all about. Hey, 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 everybody, this is Pastor Jay, and like always, we're going to start off in normal fashion. What is normal fashion? Normal fashion is with a scripture and a prayer, and the scripture coming out today would be from Psalms 119, um, verse 169. It says, may my cry come before you, Lord, period, stop right there. It's the simplistic scriptures that get me the most. May my cry come before you, Lord. Let's 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 talk about it. It's a new year. This is the first year. For the the new first the first interview of the new years 2024. And you had a cry. You've had a prayer. You've had a repetitious prayer that you've asked God for something. You've asked God, man, God. I need this, man, God, I need to be here. And you like, man, God, do you hear my cry? Do you hear my call? Do you hear the things that I, I, I petitioned for? Can I let you know something? Every cry will go answered. Every petition and prayer will be answered. But you have to do your due diligence. A lot of times we want to want God to do stuff for us, but we're not in the right place. A lot of times God, God is looking for us to be in the right place, doing the things that we need to do so that the blessings and the things that we ask for can line up with his will. Amen. I'm telling you, when you serve God's people, ah, he gives you the desires of your heart because you're in the right place in the right vein, doing the right thing 
for the kingdom, not for you, not selfishly. You're doing the things that God is requiring from you. Go forth and spread the gospel. Amen. Amen. With that being said, I'm going to go in prayer. Let's go in prayer. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the things that you're going to do in this new year, God. God, prepare us with a new mindset. Prepare us with a new heart. Prepare us to be able to go forth the roads that you have prepared for us, that you even prepared before our enemies, God. God, I ask you to be able to let us walk into new things, walk into new blessings, walk into new hopes. God, you gave me the word constant, but we have to be consistent so that we could get the constant prayer, get the constant blessings, get the constant doors opening, get the constant opportunities that are going to come our way. We got to be consistent. So God, I, I thank you, God, for being the God of consistency, being the God of covenant, that no matter if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, you still do what you do. You still bless. You still give new grace and new mercy every day. And God, I thank you, God. God bless everybody under the sound of my voice tonight, Lord, where they could be able to go into their newness with you, Lord, walking hand in hand with you, Lord, with everything that they've planned. God, you said, if we make the plan that you will order our steps. So God, I ask you right now to just be able to remind some people under the sound of my voice that you are there to order their steps. You are there to cover them. You are there to be able to make sure that whatever they touch is going to flourish and be stable and be consistent. God, I thank you, God. God, let us be able to reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and even touch somebody with the hardest heart to say, what can I do to be saved? God, I ask you to be able to enlarge the territory of anointed radio this year, Lord. Let us be able to do greater things, bigger things, new airwaves, new cities, new countries. God, let us be able to expand larger to show the great representation of you, Lord. God, I just thank you for everything that you're doing. God, I ask you to bless the people that's listening right now or even later to be able to see the, the evidence of you in their life, the evidence of what you're going to do in their life and show them their purpose, Lord. God, show them that they are loved, show them that they're the head, not the tail, and that no matter what comes their way, that you are with them. God, Bless tonight. Let something be said to be able to really change some mindsets, to be able to walk away with some nuggets that they could really be blessed. We said that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jan, like always, I got something to say. What I got to say, I got this to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jalon on all social media platforms. All social media platforms. You can see it right there. A-N-O-I-N-T-E-D-J-A-Y-L-O-N. It's not Jalen. It's Jalon. How you say so I'm just telling you, go follow me. You can see blessings. You can see all kinds of things on my social media page. I pray for you. Great things. And if you want to get any of my previous music, Jesus, you make me happy. Renew my praise. Spirit flows to me. Slip away. And my two million played um, SoundCloud songs, Spirit Flow Through Me, and my new song, Can I Get a Little Grace? You can go right now. To all the music streaming platforms and go get those songs today in the new year because this is the grace era and the grace tour has begun what what i mean by that why i keep saying that because it's the error not the year but the error for us to start giving people grace because people are leaving out here left and right so it's time to forgive your mama 
It's time to forgive and give some grace to your daddy. It's time to start mending these relationships because we're supposed to be people of love if you're a Christian. Amen. So let's start showing love enough to give some grace. Amen. Amen. Let's get some grace. This this new year, this new month that we're in, let's start showing some grace. Amen. So with that, make sure that you do that. And I have to do all my due diligence right now before we bring this powerful man of God up. But I want you to make sure that you download the Anointed Radio app. Follow us at LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. And if you had some issues with, with the app or the TV site, guess what? We're working on it. We rebranded. You see, we got a new logo going into New Year. We're rebranding our whole TV network, our whole our radio app. Everything's about to be newer. Like Ty Trippett said, new, 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 everything new. So I, it's gonna it's gonna be amazing once everything is done. So y'all hold still, but we're here for you every Wednesday on all social media platforms. You can follow us on the podcast platform at Everything But Title. It's easier to say that. That means the iHeartRadios, the Pandoras, the Spotify's, all those places you could see anointed radio. With that, shout out to all of our sports partners. You know, the Super Bowl is coming to Las Vegas. We are now starting Super Bowl City here in Las Vegas. So we have a lot of great things coming up, a lot of things that you can be involved in, uh, people of Las Vegas. You just got to go and start getting part of the committees. There's a whole lot of stuff coming for Las Vegas. And the, the celebration of gospel is coming to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Hopefully, Anointed Radio's in there. You know, we already talking. My people talking to their people. And they people talking to my people. You know what I'm saying? So we're trying to work everything out, get all our passes so we could be in there suited and booted for the awards. And everything else that comes with it. But one thing I want everybody to know is there's so much great things coming up. We got uh, the Grammys coming. We have so much stuff coming in this new 2024. Get your stuff ready. If you haven't developed your brand, if you haven't worked on your book, if you haven't finished that song, do it now. 2024 is going to be a year that is going to show you something different. Elevation will come, but you have to be consistent. Like I said in the prayer, God showed me the word constant and the word constant is the main word of consistency. You have to be consistent for that constant blessing to come. So I'm telling you, praise God. Amen. Amen. So with that, got all the announcements and everything all out the way. We got Pastor William here in the building. This is the East Coast meet West Coast. It's, it's dope. So everybody, Pastor William. What's going on, Pastor Jay? Hey, hey, hey. So East Coast meets West Coast. I love it. Hey, I'm telling you, they call me the Christian Suge Knight. I'm just not as bad as him. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I will say is this. Where can everybody find your music, your websites, your everything? Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Well, uh, you know, I'm a little old school. I'm an OG in the new G world, you know, so, uh, but I, I am on multiple, all the platforms, all the streaming platforms. You can find me, Spotify, Pandora, uh, website, WilliamBecton.org. Uh, we've got a V-Real, which is a new platform uh, that's spinning out there. Uh, you can go to my website to be connected to that. Uh, Beck Tovine, B-E-C-T-H-O-V-E-E-N. It's a spinoff on Beethoven uh, for Instagram and also for uh, Facebook. But, uh, man, we're on every platform doing it. Uh, and you gave me some uh, some knowledge about uh, about uh, a SoundCloud, man. I use SoundCloud just uh, 
for my rehearsals and uh, to, to test out new ideas. But we get ready to break that open now that I'm talking to you. I'm going to tell you right now, it, if you have a free untapped, because it's kind of like when you look at how so many people got so rich off of the free cable, right? People right. are like, man, I, everybody want free cable, right? Well, SoundCloud is like that free cable. You right. don't have to pay no subscription. You right. could just go just like on YouTube and search up who you right. want to listen to. Right. And if your music is there, you available. Right. And right. now you're available to the masses. And I and I worked it. I, I tested as a theory first because I kept hearing my community say, I don't got Spotify. Mm -hmm. I don't got Apple. It's either it was it was it was, it was like Crips and Bloods. It was like I, I got Apple. I ain't got Spotify. Well, right. I ain't got I don't got Sp Spotify. I got Apple. You know, and all these things. But then people were like, "Oh, but I do have SoundCloud and YouTube." And I was right. like, "Man, but I'm not promoting on there. I'm not making no ads on there." Right. So Spirit Flow to me, I was like, "Okay, let's test it with this album. It's new. It's my first. It's the first track of 2023." And it hit a million. It's at 1.4 right now. I said, man, I ain't never hit that on no Spotify. So let me go ahead and do it again. And I hit a million for Can I Get a Little Grace? Right. Man. Right. I said, it's untapped territory. It's like churches. If you go outside, there's a whole mega church outside that ain't in nobody church. That's right. Watch how they could be able to. Stop. No, let me stop. I'm giving too much game. That's good. That's good. And I've been rocking Sound of Cloud. Uh, in the manner that I that that I do for at least what twelve years, man. I mean, uh, but uh, that's that's that, and that's what community that is. That's what you're doing. You're sharing your platform with me and others, and that's what we do. A piece connects to a piece, and we broaden our perspective. We broaden our horizons. We broaden our audience. We broaden our knowledge. I, I appreciate that, man. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. Well, let's let's get it started. Let's get get everything. We have a few people coming on. We got Doc Lewis out of Fresno. He 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 was saying hi to you, Pastor. He said hey, he got you in rotation. And listen up, Doc. What's going on, man? If I don't shout y'all out, it's only because I'm doing this from my little iPhone, and and the stuff looks like little ants coming across the screen. So I'm 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 leaning on Pastor Jay to be my eyes right now. Okay. Well, I tell you, he was like, oh, I need to get get. He was like, I need to get you on the show. He said he got you in rotation. Oh, and God. then we got uh, Bria Miles's mom, awesome Miss Donna Miles. She 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 told Miss Bria Miles to tap in if she can. Deeply love her support, man. So we're gonna go ahead and get started because, like you said, you in the car, and we don't want you in the car because what city you in right now? Charlotte, man. But it's all good. I'm at oh, it's all love out there, Charlotte. So you could you could send the car for a minute. If you was in New okay. Jersey or something, grocery store. I'm gonna run in to get something when we finish, get back to the crib cooking, and then close out them business deals I told you about. Hey, I understand you gotta do what you gotta do. I got some for myself, but let's go ahead and get familiar. I'm 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 real Baptist. I, I'm, I'm real Baptist. So, you know, I introduce you to some and reintroduce you to others, oh, as the Baptist would say. So where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Born and raised in Washington, D.C. We call it affectionately the DMV. Uh, all my life, uh, product of the public school systems there. I went to uh, Duke Ellington School of the Performing Arts. Uh, there in high school, and then from high school, I majored in music education at the University of the District of Columbia. Classical vocal major, most people don't know that, so uh, 
you know, it always trips me out um, when uh, I've been in this industry 30 years, man, and uh, most folks don't really have a clue, uh, you know, of the, the totality of of, uh, of my uh, base, but um, uh, moved, uh, relocated to Charlotte uh, back in 05 to pastor uh, and uh, next level ministry and things of that nature. And so uh, still res uh, residing in, in Charlotte. Uh, but the world I look at as my platform and the world is my platform. The world is um, the, the, the sheep pool. Uh, and so the message uh, I realized really shortly while uh, in the pandemic that the focus was shifting out of the four walls and the, the buildings that we had been accustomed to uh, for ministry and learning to shift my focus and see my influence worldwide. And it's much like what you were talking about with SoundCloud and coming up with new innovative means to connect to an audience pool that desperately needs what we have. And mm -hmm. so I think we've got to think outside of the box of what the, the industry of gospel music has conditioned us to because the industry of gospel music is really failing us but the ministry of gospel music will bring us success and kingdom success in this season. So I, I got to ask you on two points. First point is um, having a classical background. How much did that help you with your music influence and creation and creativity? Of uh, uh, 40 years of my life uh, has been given to studying the voice. Uh, uh, and that's a nutshell. We could we could do a whole two-hour podcast. I did a documentary uh, that's going to be released uh, shortly, uh, and it exposes uh, how I approach the music. So it is a huge part of what I do because what what I do is teach singers. I train singers. You know, not just vocal tech, but vocal technique, vocal styling, and vocal coaching. You have three aspects uh, that I've merged into when. I work with singers. Some I work with only in studio capacity. Some I teach voice to. And what I love is to work with a di different set of singers for different projects uh, uh, and different records and cultivating that sound, building technique, teaching placement, uh, phrasing, uh, and exposing, especially in our genre over the years, our genre has been dominated by loud and soft and screaming and hollering and developing tone and other aspects of improvisation uh, that our, our genre has not always uh, embraced. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's one of my life uh, uh, outside of uh, the norm, writing and producing and doing those things, cultivating singers and getting into the mindset of singers and uh, building their creativity and uh, challenging them to find uh, new and innovative ways of expression. Uh, what dominates us in Christendom and what dominates us in gospel music is uh, the spirit of emulation. We just emulate things. We emulate, if there's a hit song here, we wanna emulate that that sound we want to we want to we want to emulate we want to use we want to do the same riffs well i've never approached music that way if everybody is going left I, i'm going right uh, and most of the time it has gotten me into trouble but uh 
as it relates to popular perspectives, but uh, those who know me and know my approach know that I don't even marry popular perspectives. Uh, I, I marry uh, what comes out of the well of God. And I've, I've always, uh, people have always said that my music is ahead of its time. And I don't, you know, I don't, uh, uh, how, how can I say it? I don't allow that to, to, uh, to tie my hands. Um, I write what I hear. And I don't, I, I, I perform and I create for an audience of one. And when you create for an audience of one, it's never just one because God has a whole remnant of people who can hear where you are and can feed on what he has given you from the well of life. So you talked about when you, you um, moved to North Carolina and then start mm -hmm. seeing during the pandemic, you had to shift to the world's perspective because it was not just the building. It was now outside the walls. It was now the virtual presence. So what was that major wake up for you? Because a lot of ministries struggle to go virtual and go outside the walls because we're so used to like, you know, when back Back in the day before COVID and before everything, there wasn't really, well, we had tapes. And that was if you wanted to listen to the service and tapes and CDs after after church. But now to be able to be in China and watch service in North Carolina, that was not a, a, a new norm. So right. with you and, and realizing that, what was that major wake up where you said, man, I got to shift this thing over for my ministry? It's, it's interesting because I relocated to Charlotte in 05 and I pastored a physical church, uh, uh, started a physical ministry uh, church called Kingdom Purpose Worship Center, had a building, went through some life challenges, uh, went through uh, a very painful divorce at that time and the death of uh, two parents inside of 10 years. Uh, that marriage was over 43 years and it was a life uh altering uh moment it was uh, whenever you bury two parents and you know the second parent in the same year that you have a divorce it kind of challenges you and you go back to the the old landmark and the foundation of everything that you know and believe about god and that was a uh, an experience that the lord used to to catapult me into deeper uh, a deeper perspective of what my lifelong mission was, and that is ministering to the broken. So how can you minister to the broken if you haven't really been broken yourself? I thought I was then, but uh, I incurred many levels. And so, and that was in 09 uh, when I went through that experience. And so for, uh, from 09 moving forward uh, and losing everything in that process and putting life back together, I went back to school and I say, and I, I note all this in the documentary uh, because the documentary is not just a documentary of my career musically, uh, Stellar Awards, the, the crossover success and the urban crossover success, but it was also a chronicle uh, 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 resource of my life of, 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 of spiritual experiences and challenges that make the man. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes we, our talent, we, we put people, I was never a fan. I know I'm getting in trouble for saying this. I was never a fan of Sunday's best. I, people going, they going, you know, crucify me upside down for saying that. Not that I didn't like the talent that it produced, but what it gave is instant success without the, the experience uh, and the grind that actually makes the artist. Mm. Uh, uh, I, uh, what people people thought was quick success, but it wasn't quick, 
uh, success. I've been grinding for many, 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 many years. And those years and experiences and hurts and pains, uh, they they seasoned my anointing. It, 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 it seasoned and prepared me to minister on multiple levels. So by the time the pandemic arrived, to answer the, the, the question that you asked, uh, I was so seasoned and uh, and pushing forward through my broken process and seeing that my broken process was very much the hand of God making my character, you know, because I even, you know, uh, through that process, things that I never thought I would do, I did. And uh, I had to go back and learn things that I thought I knew and uh, and, and, and re-experiencing the power of God on levels that I never thought I would, you know, experience it. So by the time the pandemic uh, occurred and everything sh shut down, uh, it shut down our ability to access buildings. Or if we, if those that had buildings, they were empty. We were doing our services. And, and one of the funniest things that, <laughs> I'm getting in trouble here again. One of the funniest things that, that, uh, that I witnessed during the pandemic is uh, you know, it has nothing to do with your style of ministry, but when you're in, I saw people uh, conducting services and facilitating services uh, uh, do, over the, uh, the net and, and YouTube, and uh, the church was empty, and they were grabbing their ears, and they were, ain't he all right? And the building was empty, and you heard echoes going, bouncing off the walls where normally you would get responses. And I was saying, this is forcing you to now connect to an audience. And it's it, it was like my first time when I ministered in Africa for the first time, when I preached in Africa for the very first time. I realized I couldn't take the gimmicks and tricks that we use in ministry over here, over there. Because the people over there wanted the uncut word of God, and it needed to be drenched in the anointing of God. And that took my ministry and teaching to another level because it wasn't none of that. Turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor this. The people looking at me like, well, what, what's turn to our neighbor? We, yeah, I can see, I can see the Nigerians saying to me, no, we want to go. And so right. that took my ministry to another level. The pan, ta, pandemic should have done that. Uh, and it did for a lot of people. Uh, it forced us to see there is another community out here. There is another world. And, uh, we need to give people answers to very real problems. We need to give people uh, solutions to very real issues. And they can't be tiptoed through the tulip sermons. Uh, they can't be uh, fallible gospels. It needs to be infallible word. Uh, and that's what the pandemic showed me. Uh, and that's what the pandemic taught me. But it didn't just teach me that in the pre for the preaching of the gospel. It taught me that as it relates to my music ministry, too. So my I began to be very deliberate and very precise, moving with precision in the eye of the eagle with music ministry and also the ministry of the word. So you, you spoke about crossing over. That mm -hmm. That's something that that a lot of people... They, they they want, but they don't know what it comes with. Right. Break that down, really. Crossing over, as a, especially coming from uh, usually like me. I was a secular artist coming into gospel. Mm -hmm. You had a gospel background going into a secular world with a whole different, uh, which comes with a whole different types of, of its own troubles. What, how was that experience for you? Uh, it was... For me, I cannot speak to every artist who, who's done it, but I will speak for me. I knew that 
my crossing over into the secular realms and I'm I'm going to upset a lot of people with this too because you ask very specific and uh, uh, questions that bring out um, the essence of what my ministry is. My crossing over was deliberate. It was it was intentional. But those that are followers of my music and supporters of my music ministry know that I write in multiple genres of music. I'm a classically trained singer. But my biggest hit to date is a urban crossover song at that time that was years ahead of its sound for gospel music. But that record incorporated many sounds. There was um, a classically influenced song on there, uh, an art influenced song called Sure Won't Forget. There was traditional music there. There was a smooth jazz influenced song. Uh, it was definitely R&B influenced music. It was a record that had many different sounds because uh, what what I do is create in 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 many different genres. The next record was the same. We put a song on there uh, entitled Cantate Domino. Uh, it's a Latin for singing to the Lord a new song. So, uh, you know, writing in multiple genres. But when I wrote Be Encouraged, that was a very deliberate attempt to 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 cross over to a different realm. Well, why was that a deliberate attempt? It wasn't deliberate because it was something that was motivated out of my, you know, my own desires. The Lord spoke to me at a conference in Detroit, Michigan in 1986, October, 1986. I was a music, I was a freshman at the University of the District of Columbia and I was at a, a conference uh, in, in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and after the preacher, preached the conference it was a international conference and we went to the uh, went to the altar and the man of god laid hands on me and, and prophesied over my life that i was called to preach the gospel well i left that session and i was just on a high you know i'm 17 years old god's going to use me to preach it well man oh it was just an eye-opening thing i'm going down the hall and the worship leaders and the minister of music for the conference were work were rehearsing for the evening session uh, and the, um, the minister of music, he, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, ironically, he ended up moving to, to Charlotte after many, many, many years. I think I, I only seen him one, I had only seen him one time since this this event. He looked at me and said, "Can you come here?" He came. He laid his hands on me, man. He went off in tongues and prophesied. Shortly after the, the initial prophecy, now God's going to use your music. He's going to use your fingers. God didn't know me. Didn't know my name. He didn't know. Didn't know I was a musician, you know. I didn't, at that time I really wasn't wasn't even playing. I was a classical voice major. He says, "God's going to use your fingers. You're going to write music, and your music is going to go all over the world." And this is what he said that was so ironic. Your people will say your music is of the world, but your music is of me. So when you ask me about crossing over, from that point in time on, mm -hmm. where I was going, I knew why I heard music the way I, I heard it. I knew that my, my music would cross over and, you know, I was going to have that kind of appeal with my music. Uh, so I'm prepared with that. I'm prepared for what people say about it because my crossing over was deliberate. deliberate. It, was, it was ordained by God. This song still lives today. You know, I can't get away from being encouraged. It's still living 30 years later, not because I wrote it, because God, designated it to do that. Now, there are some songs that people make the crossover, but I had nothing to do with that. That was a God thing that God did that, you know, and he's still doing it. 
And when we when we allow God to do what he desires to do with us, then uh, what we do becomes far more successful than anything we can create in our minds. So following that up, I would have to ask you this question. So independent artists, a lot of independent artists ask these questions of, you know, what to do, what, uh, what's some things to stay away from, what's some things I should do with my mu- music and my ministry. So what would be a, a gem, a, um, a word of encouragement to an independent artist that's listening right now? Uh, well, so many things, man, because I desire to do that. I, I do workshops and symposiums. Um, that's one of the things I have to do tonight. I have to finish up some arrangements uh, that I have to go in to perform a workshop where I'm actually really dealing with the Levitical order of that in the church and what what the church music ministry should, should be. But this is the, one of the, if I could just speak to one small thing, there's many things I could talk about, is, is focus. Uh, and and knowing who you are and why you are and who and who you are called to minister to, and I see a lot of artists displaced, especially mm-hmm. uh, because we're emulating what we see, but we have no clear cut vision as to who we are, why we are, what we are called to do, and so everybody is not destined to be in the industry of of gospel music. Uh, the industry of, there is the industry of gospel music, and then there is the ministry of music, and and your success isn't dictated by if you have won a Stella Award, or a Dove Award, or an Avidity Award, or a Spin Award, or whatever award is out there. That doesn't. That's not what makes you successful. What makes you successful is when you hear from God what it is that He's called you to do, and He put that in the back of your mind. And you have heard him and nurtured that with him and you have birthed that thing and you allow God to do what he wants to do with that in the atmosphere. Now, you might be a successful minister of music, creating music that is authentic and unique to what that pastor preaches at the church that you are submitted and called to. That's successful ministry. That mm. has, you might not ever stream a million uh, 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 a million subscribers might not ever subscribe to your YouTube channel. That doesn't make you successful. So we have people emulating what we think is success, uh, trying to become what uh, they think is successful, and and uh, their gifts should be uh, still would be successful. Submitted to a local church. That they, see, we got it all wrong. We're listening to what's being played on the radio and we're pulling that into the church and really what should be created in the church should be spilling over to the radio. Facts. So we had it wrong. And so we got passed over. I got to, I got to, I got to listen to the radio to find out what the hottest song or most annoying song is. No, nah, no, nah, you don't need the radio for that. You need to find you an anointed David <laughs> that's going to, that can create and that has the oil of God on him that can hear and write music around the vision of the ministry that God has called you to pastor. So these are the type of things uh, um, amongst many other things that, that I, I teach be, be, because my anointing is dual. I, I have done them both and I do them both, but I understand the difference of them both. When I'm in the industry, it's the matrix. You know, mm-hmm. I, I jump in the John Reed. I mean, I jump in the matrix and I do the matrix thing. And, and to be honest, 
I really don't like jumping in the matrix. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, because outside of the matrix, I mean, the full creativity and anointing. Of, I said, when you're in the matrix, you got to be subject to other matrix rules. Mm -hmm. That's another, another podcast we talk about. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, going into that, what is one thing that you could say you in all the years that you've been in the industry doing music? What is one thing that you can say that you learned for yourself that was the most important thing to keep self-balance? How to walk away from things. Mm. How to walk away from perceived success and how not to allow that to influence the 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 creativity of God and the flow of God in my life. Because if I don't, then I have to deal with and, and many artists struggle with this. They they think they're not successful. Uh many years ago, uh I, I he probably forgot he said this to me. Many years ago I learned this second record. Uh and he never I don't think I've ever had I think I did tell him because we were working on a record together. Uh, my second record, uh, Fred had just come out with a song and it was uh, written, co-written by a good friend of mine, Kim Rutherford, uh, uh, Ordered. Um, um, I don't know if you remember, it steps are Ordered uh, um, by the Lord. It was a wonderful record. And I remember going to church and I had just finished the second record. And I'm like, man, man, he took it here. Man, I got to take it here. And as soon as I was thinking that in my mind, the ghost said to me, that's the, that's, that's the, your problem. Because his gift is for you and your gift is for him. But if you, you know, in gospel music, we're trying to outdo each other instead of realizing that there is a camaraderie exi that exists amongst us and we all have a piece of each other's puzzle. And if we can connect that piece, then we can visualize what God desires us to visit. In other words, we can now tap into manifold wisdoms because you got a piece. I got a piece. But if I'm standing over here saying my piece is better than your piece, then I'm missing the revelation and, and you missing it, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that we've talked about on the show a lot. Instead of competing with each other, we should be helping each other because the Bible does say how good and pleasant is it for brothers to dwell into unity. And, and, and one thing that I, I look at is how far could it be, you know, because everybody feels like their worth <laughs> is their their contacts and who right. they with and I'm not going to help you and I'm because you, you're not my people but then God gave me a revelation a while back and he was like you were somebody before you did this that, that's right that's that, right value you, you know if you can help somebody because I talked about it in the Bible if you serve God's people he will give you the desires of your heart. That's what the word says. So it's just, so it's just kind of like a lot of times what you just said is, is it's on time, especially for this year. We got to get rid of this, this worldly method of thinking that I got to be a De David Ruffin and right. I'm the, I'm the best part and I don't need you. No, right. we, the song said it. I need you. You need me. We're all part of God's family. And, right. and we're missing out on blessings, doors, opportunities, projects, all kinds of things because we're not networking with each other. Why does C 
the 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 CCM strive so well because they play well in the in the sandbox. That's right. I learned so much about this industry from the believe it or not, most of the the a lot of the let me rephrase that a lot of the principles uh, of unity and how to propel myself forward in unity. Believe it or not, I learned from secular artists, not gospel ones. You know, I, I won't call their names to embarrass them, but I learned from my friendships with them and watching them and hearing them talk uh, and seeing how, and, and Jesus talked about that above a little, how the, the, un, the story of the unrighteous uh, 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 servant, you know, how he made friends with the unrighteous. And I'm looking at them and I see how they, they support one another. They'll get together. And it, it it took the industry shutting down for us in gospel music for five or six of us to team up and to, uh, to, to tour together. Well, really, we should have been doing that the whole time. And it shouldn't be the, the, the just the usual suspects. It should be on the entire industry, those of us that might not be in the upper echelon or what we call the upper echelon, but are just as anointed and just as gifted and have our hope, well, have just as much to say as, as some of the upper echelon of artists. We've got to learn to look at things as God sees them. But uh, what I see, um, and, and prayerfully, we're, we're moving into that right now. I'll, I'll put it that way. Well, if you look at it, you said it perfectly. Back in, back in the day, Queen Latifah, Tupac, all of them would go and tour together. And if you was just coming out or if you were seasoned, like the MC Hammer being seasoned and he took people out constantly. So it's just kind of like if the body of Christ could be able to follow that same order, you know, a lot of artists broke was the coming. If they didn't know who you were, you guess what? You was an opener because yeah. well, they I saw was, the, the ethic Since you brought his name up. That's who I was referring to. MC Hammer was one of my dear friends. I learned a lot. Uh, from him when we were out on the road together very smart very brilliant uh mind uh and he had a mind for helping people and mm -hmm. i've been um many people associate that to what they think was his downfall and i i don't associate i think that his mindset is what propelled him <laughs> and uh and see though though we don't see people we assume that they're not successful with this. We assume that they are not prosperous. It's prospering, and we assume that the hand of God is not on them. I I uh, I challenge those things all the time. Uh, I I'm not a proponent of that of that uh, that that philosophy. So okay, so let's let's move on to your new. You have a new single coming out, right? I have a new single out. It's called In the Morning. In the morning, it was a song like that back in the day. Okay, so break us down. What was the process of making that song in the morning? Well, um, in the morning is a uh, remix and a remake uh, recreation. I, I released. Uh, I have done what five, six albums, six projects of them in my career uh, with a ton in the can that have uh, that I have to release, uh, but. I did on the second broken record, like what is coming out now um, this year is called the broken trilogy. So be encouraged uh, was the single on the first broken record. Uh, that was in 95. I did two records after that, heart of the love song 
uh, B2K prophetic songs of promise. And then in 2000, I revisited the same broken theme because I realized that, uh, and I knew I was going to do that. I just didn't know when I was going to do it. As Walter Hawkins wrote a series of Love Alive records, you know, he wrote Love Alive 1, Love Alive 2, Love Alive 3. Uh, and there is a message in his Love Alive, Love Alive theme. I am a concept artist. So when I do a project, um, the, all of the records are, you know, I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor, you know, so all of the records, are, uh, songs are going to be theologically sound around a theme uh, that will be consistent. So broken, forcibly fractured, shattered, torn into pieces, but it also means tame, calm, and subdued. Two different definitions, two different levels of brokenness. Uh, people see when they enter a broken state, a broken heart, death of a loved one, uh, 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 incurable disease that a doctor says that they have in their body. They enter a process of brokenness. They're not functioning properly. Uh, but in that broken process, we learn to hear from God and grow in God. And, and sometimes God takes a broken process that, that we have arrived in ourselves. Sometimes God may have said, go left, we were right. Uh, mm -hmm. No, don't mess with her, don't mess with him, but we just had to have her. So, you know, okay, you just got to have her and her broke you and, and, and God allowed that situation to keep, he told you not to do it, but he allowed that situation. Now you come to a point where you can hear God. You're tame, you're calm, you're humble now. Second level of brokenness. So I decided to do another record uh, in uh, 2000, Broken 2. Well, I knew that the broken theme wasn't, I had not exhausted it yet. I was going to do another broken record. So I recorded that record in 04, right before I relocated to Charlotte the Pastor. And, but then I put music on the back burner and start preaching. I, I didn't pick it all back up again until I went to that experience I talked to you about earlier. So mm -hmm. what out is the Broken 3 project, but I'm remastered all the other records for those that wasn't, wasn't here in 1995 when I released the first one, and I'm putting them together in a project called the Broken Trilogy. So uh, people can go back and get re the remastered version of Broken 1 that has Be Encouraged and Broken 2, and then Broken 3 that has the Be Encouraged 2020 remix. So you're talking about over 43 songs. Most of the time, people who have anthologies, they release anthologies after they're gone. Well, since I own the stuff, I'm going to release it while I'm still alive. And then there's a Broken Fall coming in about a year, too. So we're going to continue on with this thing. I like that. Because when, when what you said is something that I feel like we should start changing that narrative up. If you have so much music, like, you know, we have the Fred Hammonds, we have the John P. Keys, and they have so much catalogs like you and they've been in the service of putting this music out i honestly believe that we before they gone we should be celebrating they 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 book of work right. because those things we we shouldn't have to associate oh when we put all the music together is because they gone and we miss them now no celebrate it now be like man i remember this brought me through and i remember this got me through here like i i tell people all the time like i'm a big tone fan right. and if, if there wasn't no Tone, it'd be no Pastor Jay because that would save me, make me over again, right. made me leave the streets to come to church. Right. So okay. it's just kind of like those type of music, even though it's years later, I still see those type of music having uh, changing power, still ministry in it <laughs> to be able to 
uh, how can you say in this new world now that we live in that everybody got access now that still could be able to touch that generation? Yeah. Tony B. Slay, he's an extraordinary talent. Uh, and it's interesting that you said that because when you look at um, your Fred Hammonds, your John Keys, those, those artists were the artists that, you know, I listened to them, you know, uh, from Fred Hammond uh, with commission, you know, when I was in high school and, and I remember going to the John Key concerts, you know, when he was shut DC down, you know, just shut, shut us all down, mess us all up. One of the tightest bands that, you know, gospel music has ever seen still one of the tightest bands. And, uh, but when you look at those legendary artists, um, we, we have issues of catalog, you know, and who owns the catalog, you know? Yeah. And so you cannot, um, actually, uh, uh, make decisions on things that you don't own. When I came into the game, uh, I knew I was going to make, uh, I licensed the first record to my company. They don't own that. I own that record. Uh, now, I don't own the subsequent records, but I did not do, I knew my legacy works were going to be the broken projects. And I, and I was not going to give the broken projects to a company to be able to release whenever they wanted to release it, you know, and do whatever they wanted to do with it. So broken one, broken two, and broken three, they are all, those masters are mine. I can do what I wish with them. Control is everything. But in order to have the control, you've got to be able to play that game. Uh, you can't ride high and play that game. So for many years, I've been underground. I've been... <laughs> He was like, why, why haven't you done, why haven't you done other records? You know, I haven't done other, I've done other records. You know, uh, when you look at, people look at B-Slave. I mean, B-Slave, seems like B-Slave writes a record every day. He's got to mm -hmm. out there and that music is, is his music. He owns that music. He is prepped to do whatever he wishes with those masters. Now, we're living in a time where uh, we have DSPs or spot, uh, uh, Tune core and disco kid where we can create music and we can do all these things uh and own the masters you know well there's a price to pay you that because you do not have the major budgets that a labeled artist would have well mm -hmm. if your vision you know if you have vision for it you know just ride the tide you know i've i've paid the price over the years by uh coming under enduring some things to be able to take control of my music and even the, the music that i uh did with other records you know uh we're working on that too owning the masters is where it is and uh if we can own our masters and we can control our own destiny see that that was powerful because you said a lot and i don't think a lot of people caught that but if you did catch it man put that in your pocket because man that that was that was deep I took something from that. I received that in the name of Jesus because, man, you said something that I think a lot of people don't think of, when, especially when you're trying to put stuff out. So one thing I want to say um, is go ahead and tell everybody whatever upcoming project you got, where they can find you again. And, um, yeah. So we've got out now uh, in the morning, the single uh, is moving up on the media-based charts. Uh, the album Broken 3 is being released in the uh, first quarter, but is a part of an anthology record released this year entitled The Broken Trilogy. 
all three William Beckham broken records, they are coming to you just as fast as I can get it to you. We're looking forward to having a big year. I want to touch all of my fan base via social media, Facebook, Instagram. You can reach out to me at William Beckton and also at Bechtoveen, B-E-C-T-H-O-V-E-E-N and Instagram. Uh, also, uh, the website is williambeckton.org. I love to interact with people uh, and merging the ministry of music uh, with the taught word of God, uh, preaching uh, the gospel and also exposing the power of music ministry uh, in a, into the local church is where my heart and passion is. Now, let me make sure I don't say it real loud. I do have a love song record coming and I've been working on that for many years. I've been working on that since 09, since I went through my divorce. And I, and this is a something that we talked about, knowing the timing of God, knowing this, you know, you know, wrote this record because I, I saw many people and it is a stem off of the broken concept because unfortunately I was noticing when I wrote the broken record initially and be encouraged, I wrote it from people who were, going through and going through divorce and shattered and broken lives. Little did I know I would experience that. Never mm -hmm. in a million years that I think I would, not me. Uh, my parents were married 43 years. You know, the only thing I know is church, 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 and a man loving his wife and a woman respecting her husband. And I went through that and, it, and that whole process of going through gave me a new perspective on how to write or a new perspective of love and how to write love songs for people putting their lives back together, people learning to trust again, people learning to love correctly again, uh, people going to, and, and this, this, this music was written in 09 uh, and hadn't been released because I've just been waiting on God to do it. There were other records and other artists who seemingly had the same idea that I had. And, and I, I'm like, God, let me put it out now because I just got this out and, and I just felt the Lord, nope, not now, not now. So that record is coming, but that record is created to uh, minister to people who have gone through that and not not just minister uh, to it because marriage is a natural un union. Uh, and there is nothing wrong, uh, wrong with writing a song about love within the confines of it. And people say, well, how are you going to write it in your single? Well, uh, a pastor who's married still has a minister to his single people. A single pastor who's not married still has a minister to people who are married. So my response to people in that regard is, no, I am single, but I once was married and I'm going to write about what I want that union to be. So that record is coming out too. I'm not sure if the Lord allowed me to release it this year, but it is in the can. Amen. Well, I want to first of all say thank you for coming on and in the behalf of Anointed Radio. You know, one thing that I appreciate is when people come on to the show because you do one thing that you can never get back, and that's time. You spend time with us, and we really appreciate you here and coming and spending time. And like I've told everybody, going on, this is going on our seven years. It's crazy. For seven years, I've been saying, well, now you came on, we family. So. Yes. Now, if when you got music coming out, you have things coming. We'll post it. We'll support you because our our actual mission statement is unity brings change. Yes. 
And we want to be that change agent in the body of Christ with our platform. And that's with helping everybody, supporting everybody, and to be able to do great things. Because watch the body of Christ change as soon as we start supporting each other. So we definitely appreciate you coming on. And any any last words before we close that you have? It has nothing to do with music. And it is nothing spiritual. If I didn't have to be in Nashville for the Super Bowl, I would be in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Out there with you in Vegas, man, uh, I'm probably the biggest football fan that there is in gospel music. A ton of athletes and former athletes are personal friends of mine. Uh, but I've gone to two Super Bowls before, three actually. And uh, I heard you talking about the Super Bowl before you brought me on. Uh and, uh, so I want you to have enjoy enjoy that man. As long as you're not a cowboy fan, we good. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not a cowboy fan. I could definitely say that. Let's go Raiders, Las uh, Vegas Raiders. Um, you know my city there you is go. Las Vegas I, Raiders. I, 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 I could do. You know, because I'm from the Bay Area. I'm from Richmond, California. So I was a Raider fan then. They followed me to Vegas because they saw the prophecy of God in the city of Las Vegas become the city of football. We want to to see Antonio Pierce coach that team, and and we want to see Devontae stay. And uh, so I'm I'm with that. You know, now I bleed burgundy and gold, so I'm still a Washington Commanders fan. We about to turn it it around in D.C. (laughs) Amen. So... With that being said, everybody, this stuff was the show. And if you missed out and you're just tuning in and just watching, shout out to all my people on Twitch. Shout out to all my people on Instagram, Facebook, on the pages, and on the Anointed Radio page. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button on Instagram. So every time we go live, you will be part of it. And all my people on Instagram, make sure that you tag somebody, add some people. It was a great interview tonight. And if you didn't know, it don't got to stop because on the podcast platform, this same show is going to be on in probably a few hours. So if you missed out, you could go back and you could watch it. You could take a pause and be able to check us out. But I want you to make sure that you go follow us on the podcast platform for all of our playback so that you can be able to look at almost 400 episodes of all great content of gospel artists, actors, singers, politicians, everybody, every episode, you're going to get something out of it. So make sure that you go and just go binge, just go binge it and share and and do all those great things. And with that being said, I want everybody to know that it's the new year. It's time for new things. You got new things coming. Don't bring old ways into a new year. Just bring that. Like I said, God gave me that word very clear. This is the year of constant. So you got some constant things coming your way, but you're going to have to be consistent. Amen. Amen. With that being said, y'all stay blessed. Much love. This is Pastor Jay signing out. Peace.